0: Ah, yeah, here I am, the original H-B-I-C, Katie motherfucking Boyd. And on today's episode of the Ambitious Podcast, we have my good friend, my soul sister, my chiromancer, my all the things, (laughs) all the things, Krista Stanley. And Krista's actually, we're having a slumber party tonight. We are. We're having up a jammy jammy jam. Yeah. And a little din-din after we do all of our work. Uh, I wanted to have Krista on here because she is absolutely in-fucking-credible at what she does, and she's going to explain all the things. But since I've been working with her and the girls from Ambitious Academy have been working with her, they're looking at dreaming and creation in a very, very, very different way. And I just cannot wait for all the ladies from all over the world who come here week after week and listen to this podcast, get a good taste of what you're bringing to the table today because a lot of people have never heard of what you do and all the things. So I am really excited for this conversation and thank you for coming all the way from New York to be Uh, here. So tell everybody all about you because you are so freaking interesting. Like it literally makes my nipples hard. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, it's so good to be here, I have to say. I'm pumped. Uh, You know, I don't often get to... I've lived in the corporate world for so long, and it's only recently that I have kind of come out. And I tried to figure out what it was that I was doing. Like, I've been doing it since I was a little kid, but I didn't know. Nobody could explain it and it bothered me that yes. i could like just know things that was worrisome so anyway i like spent years and years trying to figure it out and i got a phd to try and explain it to people and it just made it worse actually <laughs> sometimes that worse. does make it worse it didn't it didn't work at all so um but it's been a process of trying to figure out how we um, kind of find things out that we haven't learned, you know, that haven't been, that we haven't necessarily experienced. How can we know that? That was my experience. That was what was happening to me. And so for me, what I do and what I think everybody does and what we need to all learn how to do more fluidly is commune with a mindful multiverse. It's not even a mindful universe. It's a multiverse. Right.
0: People don't understand that because they think very linearly.
1: Well, we're kind of static thinkers. It's yes or no. It's black or white. It's how, how do I do this? Tell me exactly how I do it. And it's like, well... What we're living in is pure potential. Like that's what being present is. It's being in the present moment. And being in the present moment means that we're open to everything. Yes. And so all those little decisions that we make, we can not only kind of pull from our own experiences and from we, what we've learned, but we can also listen to something else. Yes. And it's that something else that seemed to just kind of drop in for me all the time. And People will say, well, how do you know that? And it's like, I don't know. I just, I I don't know. I just know things. There it is. It's just right there. Yes. So that's what I want to teach people how to do. And that's what the dream
0: work portion of it is. I always was like, okay, why did the dream work come in for her? And I love the story.
1: Well, and that was part of how, as I was trying to, uh, the reason why I studied was I wanted to know how everybody else did it. Yes. And it was like, well, what do you mean how everybody else, not everybody else, the people don't do this anymore. Well, the mystics do it. Okay, well, the mystics do it. Okay, so I'm going to study them and see how they do it. I'm going to study the dreamers and how they do it. So for me, going into the dream work was a way of me experientially in real time accessing and having the world mirror back to me my impressions of what I was being informed about. Yes. So it's like you got all of a sudden a conversation starts when you do it with the dream work and also synchronicities, you know, some kind of serendipitous, weird little moment happens. Yes. And then the world mirrors back to you and you're like, wait a second, how did that just happen? And that's what I think happens all the time.
0: I think a lot of the girls that I coach from all around the world, they'll come to me and they'll be like, I had this dream about a red snake. What does it mean? And I'm like, bitch, I don't know. (laughs) Only you know what that means, number one. And you have to figure it out by A, like you say, write your freaking dreams down, man. And then the other thing that people do a lot, because you're a chiromancer and you really go into the signs and all these different things, is people will see all these signs and they'll go... Yeah, but I got to wait for a your sign to come along. Yeah. And I'm like, stop this madness.
1: Well, it's hard to read the signs. We're not trained how to do it.
0: Well, we were thousands we were, of years ago. Yes. lost it. Right, right. Well,
1: and little kids are really good at so it. Good. Because they're reading the field. Yes. Like, they don't know anything. When people say, oh, they're just sponges. Isn't that so adorable? Well, yeah, that's <laughs> what they're doing. They're just, like, sponging from everything. And then we squeeze it all out. We and we push it, it into a box. And, and so we have to kind of relearn it. And yes. so it is really frustrating to begin with. Because you're like, I don't know what that snake means. How the hell can? I? Well, a snake is a really powerful symbol. Yes, and if you get bitten by the snake in your dream, the power has just been passed to you. Ooh, and it's like things like that. It's like, well, wait a second. How do I know that? Well, start reading myths. Start yes. reading stories. Yes. Get into storytelling. Get into the imaginal. Go to the movies for crying because it's just filled with it. It's all so
0: symbolism. Everything it's all is, symbols. Everything is symbolism.
1: And once you start doing it, you have your own um you kind of create your own dictionary. Because yes. everybody has their own life and their own experiences and their own soul journey and everything that they're supposed to learn from it. So you've got your own set of symbols. right? So me telling you what a snake is, that's not going to work. But nope. if I tell you what I think a snake is and you go, oh my God, I never thought of that. Yes, And then it resonates with you. And then you start thinking about things that just happened to you on the front side and the back side of having that dream. And you're like, oh my God, here it is. The world is penetrating with my mind mind and my experience and we're
0: collectively jiving together which i think a lot of people don't also understand that it's a collective consciousness yeah. we're all dreaming yeah Together. All the
1: time. <laughs> dreaming together but
0: we don't think like that we think no. our dreams are our own personal thing that yeah. we're experiencing but we're really when we're in that dream state right because we're not in the three-dimensional reality anymore we're able to pull all these little pieces of things from that quantum field but yeah. again, no one knows how to do it. And that's no. where you come in.
1: And you know what? I work as a medium. And in that way, it's people say, oh, it seems so mysterious. And it's like, you know what? All I'm doing is I'm thinning my veil. Yes. And we all have these really, some are just sheath-like and some are felt. You know, like everybody's got kind of their own little protective mechanism around our yes. field. And it's just, it's not like we have to cross a veil. Everybody says that it's cross a veil. Some places are, have energy is thinner. No, you have to become
0: thinner. That's right. And it's just practice. And you believe that everyone has this ability.
1: We're wired. This is how we're wired. Our minds are wired to be able to connect with a mindful universe with a cosmic consciousness and it's like we're all it's like our minds are holographic mechanisms and so we can we it's like we're mirrors and we're lasers and we have all we're all set up and as soon as you think something it comes into reality it's like well you hear that all the time well it actually works that way That's that's right absolutely right and what is in our world is our world mirroring back to us what we're thinking. Yes. And so when we wonder why we're in such a shitty situation as well, okay, okay, <laughs> look let's look at this. Let's look at what you're thinking about. Yes. You know, when people will ask, come in for mediumship, they want somebody, the guides to tell them how they're supposed to do something. And it's like, okay, well, the guides will say, okay, well, open your field what's coming into your field? Like, wait, you've created this huge thing. Now you're saying something's blocking it. Well, what's blocking That's it? That's
0: right. So, so freaking interesting. In my book, um, I wrote about um your power posse. Yeah. And the power posse is like all the people across space and time that have gone before us who are in other dimensions right now and maybe who are coming after us, we can tap into their infinite intelligence and we can actually pull pieces of their personality and their strengths and bring it into our own consciousness yes. and utilize it for whatever we're desiring, whether it's bravery or, you know, stick or tenacity or, you know, overcoming adversity or whatever. And people like, when they read that part of the book, they were like, the fuck crack are you smoking bitch yeah and i was like you can you can you can you can like you want to be strong go ahead and tap into joan of arcs energy you know and i always tell people listen we've been breathing the same air with alexander the great with you know like people from ten thousand years ago it's all it's the same shit recycled so if we're breathing the same argon And I'm not going to get too nerdy right now, but you know, I want to so bad with you. But people don't realize like that we can tap into all this infinite intelligence. But again, unless your father was a shaman and your mother was a high priestess, probably no one's really teaching you these things. And that's where I like to say like modern mystics like us Mm. come in and they're like, hey, remember, this is who we actually were. And we can bring that back, but we just have to do a little work to do it and do it collectively. We don't have to be alone and do this work, which I love that you talk about so much.
1: Yeah. Uh, You know what? It's so helpful to have other people as sounding boards and informative. You know, if we are, as you say, living in this mindful cosmos, consciousness, it's just one thing. It's all information. It is. And it's our minds. Our minds can think. And so... It's just a matter of it. And that's where I'll often say when people say, well, what about the dreams? How can I find out what this is? Well, start reading stuff. Start, You know, when I was doing the dissertation and I was totally didn't know what, I was at a turning point. I didn't know what direction to go next something would just happen i'd google search something and i what i'd enter what would come up would be completely different and i'd say wait a second how did this come up i didn't i didn't enter even any of those words and then it's like but wait this is kind of interesting i really like this this is the universe feeding me information and over and over i would follow it yes i'd track it i'd read about it i'd I'd listen to things that are going on. A phone conversation would happen. I say, "What? That is so unbelievable!" Yes. And that's the universe talking to you. But and most
0: people don't listen.
1: That they don't the listen. Well, I think it's partially because we don't believe that there is actually an interface. Yes, and it's like there's an interface, and so us mystics now are just living the interface. That's all. Yep. And so that's what. And as soon as everybody can learn how to do it. It's just a matter of breaking down that structure that says, you know, there's no interface. And you know what? Quantum physics is all about the interface. Yep. It's all about that. So it's very interesting that science pushed us away from this, from the whole mystical kinds of inter uh, interconnection with the cosmos. And now science is bringing us back to it.
0: Yes. And don't you think that there's a collective pull also? to be brought back into this energy yeah, because we fought it for God yeah, the last probably 2,500 years at least.
1: Yeah. Well, it's amazing how, it's almost like a wave where that collective starts to, um, what is it? The hundredth monkey or something like that where you get and all of a sudden there's just such a, and that I think is what we're experiencing. And I think that that is what is, um, Raising consciousness yes, is like that is everybody kind of coming into this wave and everybody's kind of lifting each other and they're saying, wait a second, they're thinking that I've been thinking about this for a while and wait a second, is this really true? And then they kind of and then they start to experience it. And then the belief structure that used to be. Kind of goes away. yeah. And they start to embrace this new way of kind of walking through the world. That's what it is. It's
0: so crazy. This is just like a weird, funny story. But last week, I was going to pick up uh, granite from my outdoor kitchen. And the guy that sells me the granite, he's like us. I just know he's like us. I can smell it on him. I'm like, oh, you like us. Hi. (laughs) And we always have these like great, weird, fucked up conversations, you know, when I'm there and I'm talking to him about the granite. And the other day, um, I had walked in. And he was just hanging up the phone with a friend, I guess, in the other room. And he came in, and um, I we were just joking around, and I said something to him about, yeah, I'm just gonna have to work the corner so I can, you know, afford this. And I said, or like, I'm just gonna have to dress up like a furry and really like take it up to another level. And he goes, what did he?" he goes What did you just say? And I said it again. He goes. I literally just said the same exact thing to my friend on the phone right before I hung up the phone. And he was just like looking at me and I was looking back at him. And I mean, it was a kind of a funny little situation, but I was like, this is how our brains are wired together. When we start to get in the same vibrational frequency, we can actually like think each other's thoughts yeah. and finish each other's sentences. But most people would be like, oh, that's just a coinky dink. Yeah, It's like, bitch, it's not a no, coinky dink. Not. It's how we all are in that fabric of the universe connected just like the trees in the forest speak through their roots and they all know that you know who is in the forest with them and it's the same thing with humans that are on this spiritual journey but i feel sad for sometimes for the people that aren't awakened yet Mm. but i feel like if we all keep doing this work together we're going to like you said raise the consciousness more and more and more people are going to wake up and come out of that you know zombie land that they've been in for how many years of their lives if not all their lives
1: yeah. And I think that um, it's it's weird how things kind of go through when you refer to people being crunchy, or, yeah. you know, the whole yeah. new way. That's where yeah. I grew up. You know, I was all a part of that. And it was really interesting because it was very... Curiosity generating. Yes. And I wanted to know what that is, but I didn't want to follow a guru. I was not, you know, I wasn't acclimated towards that. I didn't, but I knew there was something more. And it's like, well, what is that that was inside of me that kept propelling me towards this? something more. Mm-hmm. Which was very difficult in my life. My mother my was totally against it. Yes. Like my friend, I would lose friends over it because you'd start to talk yeah, about stuff. Like, what, what are you, are talking, you talking about? about? <laughs> yes. And so, you know, it it's not not fraud, you know, like there can be real difficulty with bucking the system. Yes. But I think now we're all starting to realize how integrated the system actually is. Yes. And so, how we can feel what a plant feels when we're coming over and we're going to yank it out of the ground? Right, it's like
0: what? Right. No. Or like I was driving by; um, they were they're doing some work down the street from my house, and they cut down like um, acres of trees. And I, I swear to God, you feel it. I feel it. I cry yeah. on the yeah. way to the studio to go to work, and I'm like what the fuck is wrong with me? I don't know these trees, but I'm like, but I do know them yeah. because they're sentient beings.
1: Yeah. And then you walk into where all the trees had fallen and you send out healing thoughts to them and you can feel it coming back. Yes. It's like we we feel powerless. And I think what we have to do is start to recognize how powerful we really are. And it's transmitted through our minds. That's right. That uh, 100%. That's how it goes. Uh, well,
0: it says in the Bible, thought word indeed. Right. And I mean, and all like in the esoteric space or the new age space, it's all about, you know, your thoughts create your reality. Well, they fucking do. They do. It really is right. They (laughs) really do. I don't know why this is so foreign to so many people.
1: Well, and I think also it's really hard to see ourselves. And that's where the cooperative part of it is really good. And with the dream work, that's like critical because we can only see ourselves from one direction. Yes. It's really hard to be objective. Yes. And so, when you have other people who are kind of listening, in, particularly with dreams, they're listening to your dreams. They're seeing it just from their point of view. And so when you're evaluating your dreams, you're saying, well, if it was my dream, I'd be thinking about it in this way, or I'd be curious about this, or I'd want to investigate this, or I'd want to go back into the dream and find out what was in that letter. Yes. And so, and somebody would say, well, the dreamer would say, well, I never even had thought
0: about that. I so, never even thought I had the power to do that. Right. But you do. You, you do.
1: And so there are all kinds of tricks. There are all ways of doing it. And that's what we teach, you know, that's how so that people who are curious and want to start learning the tools of how to start communing with
0: the cosmos in this way. Right. And it's changing your life. And people think that when they go to sleep, it's just like, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. And this is just like what I have to do as a human. But they don't realize that they're astral travel. (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you can be purposefully astral traveling. If you can be purposely
0: astral traveling, that's the shit right there. But people, again, they don't know how to do it. And I've been doing it for almost my whole entire life for as long as I can remember. And I never knew what the hell it was when I was a kid. I just knew, dude, when I sleep, I wake up and I'm fucking still tired because I just did a lot of work, Work. a lot of work. You know, we've had this conversation, too. But people don't realize they just say, well, I'm going to sleep. And they don't realize that they can do fucking deep ass work in their dream time if they have the right tools, which is where you come in yeah. and you teach all the right tools. So I, th- kind of parlaying into that, tell people kind of like what you do. So you do the lightning dream work, which is so freaking cool. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: I do the dream work because uh, primarily I work as a medium. Yes. But... Um, for people, can you to- explain what a
0: medium is? Because I think that I know what it is, obviously. Okay. But people out there are like, she talks to dead people. What do you mean?
1: Yeah. Well, you're talking to the cosmos, you're talking to consciousness, yes. essentially. And it's my ability. The training comes in with being able to get myself out of the way. Yes. And so I can really thin my boundary. And if somebody's sitting with me and they want to talk to Aunt Sarah, then I'm calling in Aunt Sarah. Yes. And you're the It's conduit. not me actually calling. And they're right. calling in it, and they're the magnet. Yes. And so, Aunt Sarah is coming in because she there's connection. Once you're connected, you're always connected. It's that's called right. entanglement yeah. in the in the quantum yes. physical world. Yes, and that never ends. And any information, anything that's ever thought, a memory, a fe- a feeling, anything is always and forever. It's enduring. That's right. So it's like when people call, want to connect with somebody, they can actually do it. But I have to do it to kind of show them that they could actually do it themselves. Some people say, no, 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 no. You could be psychic, but you're not necessarily a medium. And I don't know whether I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I think that we're all capable. It's just a matter of training so that you... Thin your boundary enough so that the information can start coming in. Yes.
0: So when we did our session one-on-one, you and I, the first time, I didn't really ask for anything. I wasn't like, oh, to talk to my nana, you know, talk to my dead dog or whatever. I wasn't like that. I was really like, let's just whatever the fuck And nothing's dead.
1: Nothing's ever dead. It's just disembodied. (laughs) Thank
0: you for that. Because I always say that too to people like, you know, my friend Maureen, who's a medium, always says, you're not dead, you're just different. Yes. Correct. Right. Because people think Aunt Sarah's dead. I can never speak to her. But as we know, because, you know, if you went to school, <laughs> energy cannot be destroyed. Right. Once it's there, it just is there and it just changes form. So you may not be able to sit Aunt Sarah down in the Lazy Boy and be like, hey, girl, what's up? Oh, and have a conversation with her. But you can do it in a different way. Yes. And that's kind of where you come in, where you you allow yourself to drop into that space that is not a three-dimensional reality space where everything is concrete and everything is here and everything is like real right and you drop into that more liquid more flow space where you can actually have conversation with this entity that's no longer in a three-dimensional reality yeah and you speak to them in a different language
1: yeah it's like you're you're You know, it's like being able to speak with your best friend through your mind. It's the same thing. It's like knowing what your kid is thinking. Yes. You know, it just is that's the same kind of way. And for us, when you're not seeing somebody, you're not in the same space with them, it requires something a little bit, you know, like it just requires some technique. You just have to kind of learn how to do it.
0: But some people are just naturally born with the gift. And some people have it. They don't even realize they have it. They don't right. even know how to use it.
1: That was me. I just had it and I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I didn't know how to use it. It scared me. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't have anybody who was training me. But um, the, I, I trained in evidential mediumship so that when you're connecting with spirit, they're giving you very specific information that the the sitter is going to know. Yes. And that makes people feel really comfortable. Yes. And that makes their guard kind of melt. And they say, wait a second, how did you know that my Aunt Sarah wore that stupid flowered apron yes. like every day of her life? Yes. And it's just that's how it works. And they're going to give me that piece of information because they know that's going to hit you. Yes. And you're going to be like, oh, my God. Right. So, I mean, when it gets to other sorts of guidance... Whether it's coming from guides or people say ascended masters, angelic realms. Yes. I don't know what it is. They're not telling
0: me what right. it is.
1: It's just information. Yes, and sometimes Well, we like
0: to label everything. We
1: like it labeled because yeah. then it, it compartmentalizes mm-hmm. it. What The way I would label it is it has a different resonant feel. Yes. So it's like when you're moving from one space to another in our earthly world, you move into like this beautiful kind of... Um, forest or something. You've moved from a path out on the street into this forested area. You can feel the difference. And it's the same sort of thing. You're like, wait, I'm in a different space now. And whoever's communicating with me is coming from a different vibrational level. Yes. And I can tell you what that might look like. It's cu- it's purple. It's sparkly. It's But it's it. I, I can't identify it. Or I just don't identify it because I don't know. Because then, you know, people get stuck in that. They're like, oh my gosh, I got. And it's like, well, yeah, that's right. Of course you can be informed by an angelic realm. Of course, you know, and, but to become fixated on it. You move out of your potential every second in the moment kind of thing yeah. into something very specific that you want it to be the same way every time. And then you lose the magic of it. Yes. The magic is in the fluidity.
0: It and, is.
1: And the fluidity comes depending on what you need.
0: So you do these one-on-one sessions and like how I do my sessions, it's all intuitive. You don't, you don't have any plan of action before you get up all up in there. No. It just comes through you. You're, yeah. like, really the conduit.
1: Yeah, and, and I don't want anybody to tell me anything. Yeah. You know, like, if they want somebody in particular to come through, they give me a first name. Yes. And the less I know, the better it is for me because then my left brain isn't involved at all. Yes. It's like I... In my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I don't know anything at all. And what that does, it's like opens the floodgates. True. And then the energy can come through in a very pure way.
0: Absolutely. Because a lot of people will come to me too before a healing session. And of course, I ask, like, what What are you desiring to work on today? And I say, don't tell me names. Don't tell me people. Don't tell me anything. And some of the best things that I've ever done in my life, like you, is just being in there and being like, I don't know why I see this little girl blowing, you know, a dandelion out in this field. And this is a really crazy story. And I'm sure you have stories that you can share with our listeners, too, is like, I had a girl. I never met her in my life. She came in. We sat down in the healing session. I closed my eyes, put my hands on her. And then all of a sudden, it was like a flash, like a lightning bolt in my mind. And I saw this little girl out in a field, you know, blowing the dandelions when they go to seed. And I was like, oh, this is so beautiful. It's so joyful. And that's what I was thinking in my inside of myself. And I did the healing session. And when I came out of it and I woke this uh, client up, I said, I don't know what this means, but I'm just going to tell you what I saw. And it was the craziest thing where she jumped off of my bed and she pulled her pants down. This was a first. (laughs) I've seen a lot of pants go down, but it was never during a hailing <laughs> session. And she, she shows me this tattoo on her lower back mm-hmm. and she goes, that was my daughter. She died of cancer and that was her favorite thing to do. And the tattoo, the tattoo. was the little girl blowing the fucking yeah. shit. And I'm like, oh, and I was it's so amazing. happy because I'm like, I get to tell this mom, like your yeah. daughter is in another realm of reality. She's not in pain because, you know, we always think like, Oh, are they in pain or, Oh, what's going yeah. on in the other afterlife and stuff. And it's like, how do we know that we're not fucking all walking around dead right now? I know. I always well, have these conversations. <laughs> these are called late night conversations with Katie. When I'm like, you guys, what if we're all dead and we think that we're alive? We're so fucking dumb. But this is actually, we're dead. And then when we die, we actually become born. And Matt's like, all right, you need to go to take a little nappy poo. Good night. But do you have these conversations too all the time? I,
1: you know what? It's funny. I don't really. <laughs> like, I, I, the night I is guess... young, Crystal. The night is young. My, I my company of friends or something are very staid, you know, like they'll be like, well, wait, what are you doing? Like, how how does that work? Mm-hmm. Like they're very but everybody's always game on listening. But I tend to be very my situations are so freaking out there. Yeah. It's just like and you know what's interesting? They're hard to tell because. The way they happen for me is it's all these little elements that come. kind It's almost like dominoes yes. falling into place. And so it's really hard to tell the stories because it's like you have to give all of these little dominoes because it's the adding up that is what makes it so incredible. Yes, yes. I mean, sometimes I'll have what there was a reading that I did the other day where. The random images will come in and I I kept seeing a north star. Mm -hmm. That was one of the things I kept saying there's this north star and it's definitely the north coming from the north direction, blah, blah, blah. And then there was another thing and I'm seeing you lying in a field now and it's like there's a circle of trees and there's this this sun kind of coming through. I don't know what any of this stuff is. It's just coming in and I'll tell somebody, you know, it's your job to figure out what this means in your life. I'm just getting the information Right. At the end of the session, it was the same kind of thing. She shows me this necklace that she was given, which was this little North Star. Oh
0: my god, stop it. And
1: then she pulls the the laptop around to show me this picture that was on her wall of this painting that she did that was her mother's favorite painting. Of these trees, a circle of trees, and this dappled light coming through on this circle. It's that like chills. okay, I Oof. get crazed like that. It's like whoa, that's amazing. Can you, you like, believe that you I'm like, the one? Yeah, saying you're like that. wow,
0: I'm the shit. Look <laughs> at me, guys. This
1: is so cool. Do you see how this works? This is amazing, yes. and it's so beautiful and filled with hope, and yeah. it's like comforting. It's You know, it just carries us through, and that we have all these tools that we can learn how to recognize it when it's coming through. You know, it's not happening all the time. People are like, oh, my God, am I... What, wait, are my parents <laughs> going to be watching me while I'm in bed with yeah. my... You know, like, everybody has these things. It's like, no, 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 that doesn't work. But when you're crying at the breakfast table the next morning because the guy's a shit, yeah, then, yes, they're yeah. going to be sitting right next to you saying he was a shit. I could have told you that.
0: Yeah, wake up. But let's stuff.
1: do something else here now. Yes. And so... That's how it happens. It's like they notice need, like spirit wants coherence in the field. And when there's a lot of dissonance, which everybody is experiencing, there's this like in-pouring of assistance and we just don't happen to be able to recognize it. So
0: when shit's going awry, we actually think we're alone, but we're more surrounded than ever. More
1: surrounded than ever.
0: That's like such a nice thing to say, especially after... And I believe it's true, Yeah. Um. especially after the last couple of years that we've all had and experienced like we really have feel. And I know I will speak for myself, like some days I'm just like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? Like, yeah. what are we doing? But for you to say that's when all the power posse comes in and is like, hey, we're here. Yeah. But they also want to be asked to come in. Absolutely. They don't want to be intrusive. That's absolutely. They're not pushy bitches like me.
1: No. And in (laughs) sessions and in dreams, even when you, you, one of the things with the dream work, one of the questions is, what do you want to know? You have to be able to name it. You have to name who you want to come in. You have to name what you want in your life. Yes. You have to be able to speak it. Because then you're speaking it into the world and it is like a magnet. Yes. Because then and if you speak it a lot, then, you know, you,
0: and and vice versa for the bad shit.
1: Yes. Right.
0: So if you're yeah. always like, oh, who would want me? I'm yes. a ding-a-ling. And then you're like, why am I fucking, you know, why do, Why can't I find like my significant other and why haven't I got laid since the Reagan administration? You're well, guess you what?
1: Believe. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: Like you're, right. you're creating
1: it. Yeah. And so there's definitely the mechanism of being able to recognize how we're blocking it, because that's the hardest thing. And that's what we do so readily. Mm -hmm. That's what we're really good at.
0: Oh, yes, we are. And
1: that's almost what we learn how to do. It's like from a kid, you see it. You'll see a kid come out of second grade and you're like, what happened? They were like this energetic, fabulous kid. And now they're like, what happened to their energy? And it's because that's what our system is here to do. So we have to just find way. We have to find the ways that undoes that.
0: I remember, I don't remember who said it, but I remember hearing this when I was younger and it says like, children are trailing the breath of the angels, right? Mm-hmm. Like they come into this world and they're like, you said, they're sponges, right? Yeah. What if we could actually be like that for the, for the rest of our lives? Like, what if no one beat that out of us? Imagine? What if no one told us like, you actually don't see a dead person in the corner or, you know, like everything is sparkly. That's not true. Or, you know, all yeah. the things that we experienced when we were children. What if no one told us No. What would we all be like?
1: Yeah, it's it's incredible because we would be so tapped into the field and it would be so fluid. Do you
0: think we can get it back, though?
1: I think we can. Like, so I feel like she... I've gotten it back. Oh, and it was too. definitely drummed out of me. <laughs> I, my mother was not going to have Same. any of this. Are you kidding me? There was no way. And she's 92 years old. And I just had a conversation with her because, you know, I've changed careers yes. just, you know, in the past six months. I've made this change and I've come out as a as a medium. Yes. And she said, now, what is it that you do? Like, what? I, <laughs> What's I, her name? I, yeah. I, well, what, I what's, what's your mom Jean, name? Gene. Gene, come on, girl. Oh my god. And I was well. This is you know like I kind of tap in. I feel just information comes in. It just kind of drops in. I just kind of know things. Sometimes I see things. I can feel. I can smell. But it's usually it's just clear cognizance. And she kind of looked at me and she said, "Well, you've always done that."
0: Oh, Gene.
1: And I'm like, You're what killing are you, me, Gene. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. Like. Wait a second, Mom. You're ninety two years old. Like you're just telling. What are you talking
0: about? I know it's such and a buzzkill, man. She was like,
1: "Well, we just always thought you had a big imagination. I did. Oh my! I did. God, I had a huge Same. imagination, and there was nothing that could not make it be huge and fabulous, right?
0: But you also wanted to wanted your parents to love you. Yeah, that was the thing. And And it's always about love. It
1: was not allowed. So they're they're not going to love you. Wait a second. So what did you do with the big imagination? Well, we told you you couldn't have such a big imagination. Yes. Like, okay, the teachers would say, well, she just has a big imagination. Well, that's not really good because that doesn't get her homework done. That's right. That's right. So it just kind of gets drummed out after a while. And it's like, okay, well, nobody really gets this. Nobody gets me and I want people to get me. I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone. Because
0: primordially we would get kicked out of the tribe and we would die. Totally, you die. You know? Yeah. And that's still ingrained in us. still totally. A million percent. So
1: I did not want to be kicked out of the tribe. So And then (laughs) I like go through to get a freaking PhD because so you're like that,
0: i have to do this the left side I have of my to do brain the left side
1: of the brain because that's acceptable to my mother yes. and to my and friends society. and to my husband it'll all be good yeah and uh, then i'll be really smart and i'll be able to tell people exactly how this works and they were even like more like what yes. are you talking about because
0: science people and really school people like very school driven people look at people like us like no, no no excuse me yeah
1: no well and what the what happened to me was it was a part of my dissertation that i was really at the end i was so finished with it it was four years of just to- torture and uh i got to the quantum part of everything oh And I happened upon an article uh, in Neuroquantology by this physicist Federico Carminati. Yes, and I knew it was the key to everything I was talking about, which is this whole thing that we're talking about is how do we commune with a larger consciousness? Like that's happening. How does that actually physically work? I wanted to know that, and he did a mathematical proof, and I thought this is perfect. Yes. The left brain scientists, the, I am so going to pass this PhD. <laughs> they are so going to make the. This was so good. So I, of course, read the article and I couldn't understand it
0: because it was it was uh, it was fucking quantum physics on steroids.
1: Yeah, yeah. Terrible, totally. <laughs> so I uh, after a month of trying to figure it out, I gave it up. I had to move on. I had to finish the dissertation. I was not going to get the key to the lock. I'd fudge it somehow. I'd still try and pass, whatever. And then I had a nightmare. I love that story so much. Nightmare told me, and, and I didn't know it at the time. I thought it was just a real, I thought it was a nightmare. I had a nightmare. Here I am, a person who talks to consciousness all the time, and I have a big nightmare. Hello, we've got something to say. We're going to give it to you in a nightmare. And I'm not really listening. And maybe 10 days later, I think, you know what? Everything in the dream is a visual of the mathematical proof of how mind and matter entangle.
0: Ugh. Love this.
1: And so I wrote the whole thing out because I thought, okay, this is an interesting idea. Let's go with this and... This is when
0: you drew that picture, too.
1: And I did a whole collage. It was all this big deal. It was one of the chapters of the dissertation. And then I thought, well, okay, if this is wrong, I can't include it, because they're going to rip me to shreds, and then I'm going to fail, and I'm I'm going (laughs) to quack. So I sent it to Federico Carminati, and I said, this is going to sound crazy, but I had a nightmare. Was
0: he in Sorbonne?
1: He was at CERN. Oh, He was a physicist at CERN. That's right. And... uh. I, uh, sorry, you know, and to hit the send button on that oh, one, oh, your butthole oh my God, must have been puckering. It, it was unbelievable. <laughs> it was, I just couldn't do it. It was, and finally I just said, I have to do it because I can't include it if it's wrong. That's right. Okay, so I could be wrong. I could, yeah. I, this could be ridiculous. I'm just I could throw have it been, out done there. all of this for four years and I am full of shit and nobody's going to want to know anything about this. And that's all right. I'll find that out now and I'll be good. Yes. And my friends will all like me. Yes, so. yes. So I hit the send button and a day later he sends me a note and he says, everything is exactly as you had said.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. And then I knew I had hit the mother load, baby. Everything that I had been thinking about, about how our minds entangle with a larger consciousness and when they become disentangled, we see what happens. We think what happens and we see it in material reality. And yes, that's how it works.
0: And I love the fact that this all came to you in your dream time. It didn't come to you like, I'm on the treadmill and I'm working out or I'm driving in my car and picking my nose, whatever, like what we think is how spirit is going to speak to us. It came to you in, in your dream.
1: dream. Well, and it, that's very interesting that you should say that because it coming through my dream and I. it took me 10 days. I didn't even get up and say, oh, no, no, this is the thing. It's,
0: it kind of stayed in the periphery.
1: I almost didn't believe it. Yeah, it was. And I even as I was writing out the dream like, and I'm, everything I'm and I teach my dream work, I've taken years of teacher training and dream work and I still, this is how long it can take us to kind of come around to the actuality of it. Mm -hmm. And they gave it to me in a dream, you know, and I had to do the whole thing out. I had to journal it. I had to write for a month about it. I had to do collage work on it. And then... I had to get verification. I still didn't believe it. Until? Until I sent it to the guy who wrote the mathematical proof and said, do all these images and their juxtaposition tell the story of entanglement that you're telling in your mathematical proof? Wow. And it wasn't until he said, yes, that's what it's doing, that I said, I believe. Yes. Oh my God, I believe yes. this. Now. and all that
0: work wasn't for not, you know. Yeah.
1: And that's why I talk about it now because it's like, yes, this is so true because I know it is true.
0: I was thinking about you the other day because, uh, you know, I have a, had a very close relationship with my grandmother, who Nana Pearl. We call her Nana Pearl, who my little dog is named after, <laughs> and me and her were like besties. And she never comes in my dreams ever. And I always, before I go to bed, I say, God, please let my Nana come and visit. At me in my dreams please 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 and it never happens i get so mad and i'm like fuck so the other night i had this dream and she and i were playing golf and she had her like little white nurse shoes on her little white pants and a little like matching golden girls outfit on and we were just shooting the shit and i looked at her and i go Nina, i have a question for you and she says yes dear and i says what the fuck is wrong with everybody man <laughs> and i don't i never <laughs> spoke like that to my grandmother. it just kind of <laughs> came out of nowhere And she looked straight at me and she goes, everyone stopped dreaming. And Mm. then I woke up and I wrote my dream down really quick. (gasps) How beautiful. How cool.
1: Oh my God. So that
0: whole day I pondered about what she said to me and what it meant for me and what it meant for all the women I coach and the people that listen to the podcast and the people that are in in Business Academy, all the things. And that's truly what has happened to us the last two years. Like all the big hopes and dreams that we had, Like, we just kind of let them fall to the wayside because we got in survival mode. Yeah. And I think now what's happening is we're all starting to wake up and start dreaming again. And that's why the collective consciousness is starting to raise again. You could feel it.
1: Well, and once we realize that the dreaming helps with survival. Yes. Like, why do we separate them? Like, no, it we it's all one thing. And when you dream, it's what lifts the wave, you know, it's what gives the hope. It's what it's what fires the imaginal, and the imaginal is what connects with the field of consciousness. That's how we do it. We don't do it through logical reasoning. It doesn't I hate to tell everybody here right now. It's true though. As brilliant as our minds are connecting in that way. You know, you hear scientists say this all the time, that their aha moments come, they're taking a shower. They've been thinking about something,
0: working yes. on some
1: problem for a year, yes. and they're in the shower, and boop, it drops in, and yep. they've got the solution to the problem. It, you hear about it all the
0: time. Have you, I've just started rereading Cyber, Cyber, Cyber uh, Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Maltz. Have you ever read that no. book? <gasps> it's like everything that we're talking about, how... When we come up with these incredible ideas and we actually step into our power and say, like, we're pretty, we're like badass motherfuckers. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing him. He did not say (laughs) that. But We're badass motherfuckers. (laughs) It's always when we're taking the shower or we're doing something where we're relaxing or um, Einstein. I didn't even know this, but he talked about it in his book. How all of his mathematical equations were actually came to him when he was sick as a dog in bed mm. for like months at a time,
1: yeah, well, you release from you release from the left brain, yes. you know it's like when we allow that right brain to start to
0: create, create imagine you know, yeah well,
1: artwork you hear artists all the time, like what's funneling through them a muse that's what the muse was, you know, they just opened to the field, yes. And we all can do that. And we should all start doing that.
0: And the other thing that I want you to talk to our listeners about is this dream work where you're doing it with groups of people. And how yeah. does that work?
1: That That is really, I think... Dream work really needs to happen that way. I mean, I think everybody needs to journal their dreams. Yes. Because you know, when you wake up and you're just like, oh, that was an incredible dream. Right. Then you go pee,
0: then you take a shit, you have a cup of coffee, and you forget it all.
1: But the other thing is when you start to write it down, connections are made that are not made when you're just remembering it after you've woken up. Yes. So that's a really important part. But with with um, working as a cooperative of dreamers, you are able to talk about your dream, and then everybody else is envisioning your dream through their own reality. So their interpretation of the dream could be way different from yours because they're different. Yes. And so by sharing their impressions, and and we and we actually phrase it that way. If this was my dream, then I would be think I would be curious about this, or I'd want it, or this color would mean this. And somebody said, "Well, that color has never meant that for me." And maybe, oh, maybe I should think. Yes. And then what happens is something opens up. It's like the field, your mind opens the to possibilities. the possibilities, And then all kinds of information comes in through that one little entry gate.
0: So you do this virtually and you can do it in a group in real life. So yep. you have this group yep. of all these different people. Yeah. And then someone comes and says, okay, this is my dream. This is the dream that I had last night. Right. And then each person in that group will give like kind of their two cents on like what the dream that the dreamer just told means to them or how they're interpreting it.
1: Yeah. And sometimes I won't have any interpretation at all. Like it's nothing is clicking for me. There's no resonance. But. The other people in the thing get all start. They have all these, like, intense, like... And sometimes it's just one aspect of the dream that you say, well, wait a second, when they open the door, I don't know, wait, what What direction were they coming from? And was there sunlight coming through the door? And, like, people will ask all kinds of questions and say, oh, well, I didn't think... Yeah, there actually was sunlight coming Obscurities through Obscurities that you would need... Even... That you didn't even think about. And so what it is is it's kind of blowing open your fee- your mind to the field and it's taking us out of our habitual habits yes. thinking yes. into something that's different and that it just kind of makes you begin to think uh, outside of the box and that's why I love using the dream work as one of the teaching tools
0: Yes, and we're going to be doing that in a bitches academy I know yeah, down, down it's, the road
1: it's really a great thing and you know once people experience it because it's cut and dry some people say oh my god I gotta listen to that person is it dream again? <laughs> yes. and that's why it's a really good uh, thing to have a strong facilitator yes. because you have to be really strict with people there's no personal information yes. there's nothing you're telling a snippet of the dream Yes. And it's the snippet that you want to know something about. We're all going to like weigh in or not. We're going to ask some questions or not. And then you're going to go away with that dream. And you know what? It's interesting, too. Everybody else goes away with the dream. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that when I'm doing demonstrating with the mediumship. And you have a whole 20 people, everybody's, and they're not getting any messages. Some people are not getting any messages. And they'll come up afterwards and say, that was just so incredible. The energy that I was feeling and the things that were coming into my field of reference. And so you're informed because that's the way it works. And it's not necessarily a direct message, But you're in the field and you're now reading the field. So
0: cool. It's so awesome. So if you had to give like just a couple of like little quick to do's for people who desire to work with you, but obviously they got to kind of do a little bit of work before they come if they're going to do the lightning dream work. Right. Because they have to know like, okay, what am I actually what dream am I talking about? So if they're not writing their damn dreams down, how the hell are they going to have anything to talk about when they actually work with you?
1: uh yeah I, it would be sometimes um you know people like say well i don't really have a dream and then the dream will pop into their head yeah so that's what being totally in the moment is you know and some people are really good at that or they'll relax enough or they'll sit down with me and i'll get an impression about something and they'll say funny you should mention that right you know that there's like the the juice is flowing yes. when somebody says you know that's very interesting that you should mention mm-hmm. that because i just blah 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 and that's the flow that now you're in the flow and you're in the present moment right so People, if, they, if they're really curious about specific dreams, like nightmares in particular, yes. you're given a nightmare because they know, the cosmos yes. knows you're going to remember it. Oh, yeah. And they've got a message that they've probably been saying for quite some time. Yes. You're really you just lovely little on dreams. <laughs> and you haven't been, and not only just through your dreams, but through your daily life. Yes. And you're not really listening. So yep. now they're
0: going to say, okay, let's listen. Let's give it to her a 2 so, Four in the back of the head.
1: <laughs> I think for some, for people in the beginning too, just as they're starting to learn how to do this, it's very helpful to have a sounding board. Yes, because they're starting to get that kind of objective questioning that they're going to be learning how to do themselves, and that's what the chiromancy is because yes. it is it's um, divining through mean- meaningful moments, and so when you have a meaningful moment, you go, "Whoa, that was that was really meaningful." And you're not quite sure how you're supposed to like, do I evaluate that or how does what it what does that mean? It yes. felt really meaningful, and then with the chiromancy, you learn how to start to pick it apart, you learn how to be able to look at symbols and synchronicities th- through kind of a different lens, and you become really good. We're all chiromancers, yes, we do it very well, and we're very good at picking apart other people's. <laughs> Symbols yes.
0: as a, like... so give some, uh, just give some, like just some little here and there is about like different symbols and, and signatures that come up for people a lot that are like, hey, pay the fuck attention.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: is there anything that like is a reoccurring thing that you hear a lot from people? Like I see this number or this bird or this a lot dog. or this of people get
1: numbers. Yeah. Numbers are really important. And you know what? I am just not, thi- I am not like tapping into the field yes. and getting all the information about the symbols. I read books. Yes. I go at numerology. Same. Tarot. What do they say? What do all the different things like, uh, you know, divining cards, all of the uh, nursery rhymes, movies, all of that I'm learning because if all the information is always there, it's enduring, then you're right. Uh, You know, like uh, Napoleon is a part of my DNA as well. Absolutely. And so I can understand aspects of that. Even though I hadn't lived that life, I can tap into the field or I can get information from somebody else who feels really strongly about that kind of... And that's how you do it. You know, when you just... You start to access information in whatever way you can and then you feel how it resonates because there's going to be a lot of information that doesn't it just bounces right off of you. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean anything. Like
0: I have clients that will come to me and they'll inbox me on my app and they'll say, I saw two hawks floating around my head all day today. What does it mean? And I was like, bitch, what a hawk means to me. Is not what the hawk means to you. Yeah. It's like what were you thinking about in that moment when the hawks were flying overhead? Well, what... that's
1: so funny that you should bring that up <laughs> because just today, as were the I'm hawks driving flying? here, uh, I I love when they come. Me the, too. You know, crows. Yes. You know, it's like, oh, there's a message there. Yes. And so I'm driving here, and a hawk flies across the road, but it flies kind of into the car too. Cars up for me, okay. just above the roof yep. of the car. And I said, "Oh, that hawk must have been for that car. Mm-hmm. Like it's that wasn't for me. Yes. Like you could t- you you begin to know when it's for you. Yes, and that's wh- where feeling into the field. We have to become s- our sensate beings. Yes, we have to reacclimate with the way things make us feel. Yes,
0: every time I see a hawk, and it's and I know it's for me. It's always for me. the The message is you're not being as good of a leader as you could or as you could be so step Mine up your game bitch
1: usually it's like hawk eyes like get
0: real focused
1: really look yes pay attention yep that for me and you know that's the thing that comes through experience because every time when the, the hawk crosses your path you go oh that's i should be paying attention or i my focus becomes super focused yes and then I say, "Oh, maybe that's what the hawk is trying to convey whenever the hawk crosses my path."
0: That's right. That's right. So
1: that's where that developing of a dictionary kind of comes in, you know. And like the snake is a big one, you know. People, you see what we you see my like rug? The snake. I, I love snakes. Like, well, people do not. I'm obsessed and with snakes. The mythology, like the especially
0: if you were raised Christian. Oh, honey, the snake ain't good. good, but it's actually it it's actually really all about bad. truth.
1: It is. <laughs> and the catechist is like these snakes, like, That's right. you know, it's so and somebody had told me this, too. We were having a conversation about the snake. I think I had a snake in my dream. And this was one of the, my dream girls who I, we talk about our dreams all the time. And, uh, I said, so the snake, like she said, well, did the snake bite you? Oh, it was a bat. And she said, I said, I thought the bat was going to bite me, but it didn't. It just flew right into my heart. And then I couldn't get it off of my heart. Like it was, I was so scared that it was, what do you think that means, Carol? (laughs) That's what I'm saying to her. She said, well, did the bat bite you? I said, no, I thought it was going to bite me. But And she said, oh, that's too bad. It didn't give you its medicine. Uh. I was like, wait a minute. Yes. No, really? Like something that we're so afraid of. And it's like, well, there's some medicine there. That's right. And so maybe you should start paying attention to bats and what bats mean and how they fly and that they've got radar and what's going on in you. And then one thing leads to another, and it's that domino effect, and you start becoming imagination, and you just start opening up to the field.
0: Yes. Like, people hate spiders, and I love love spiders. Love spiders. Love spiders. And I said, dude, think about what a spider does. It's the only thing in the whole entire universe that we know of that can weave a web. Oh, and how magical a is that elastic shit? web.
1: I mean, come oh, on. yeah. The First Nation, it's grandmother spider. Like, this That's is right. a very powerful, Yes, really beautiful. And when you look at the webs... And then there's that kind of information. You're looking at a web and there's like a little face in the web or there are mm. letters
0: in the web. Yes,
1: It's like, what? Yeah. Like, is this actually happening? And it's like, well, yeah.
0: <laughs> but we've been so brainwashed to fear like the snake and the spider and yeah. all these different things. And it's like there's so much medicine when it comes to these like fierce or ferocious or even yeah. poisonous animals insects arachnids whatever
1: yeah and that's where it's good to go back in time in the storytelling that would happen about uh other cultures experiences with um nature in particular and then and then it starts to open us up because we only have one like our where what you know the books that we read oh yeah the little red hen that's it you know whatever that's (laughs) it
0: (laughs) That's all that we, that's all we had. (laughs) And you know, what's so funny is my aunt, my father's sister was an voracious reader and she read the craziest shit, but I, she was obsessed with Greek mythology and just mythology. And I would read all the mythological books and all my friends would be like, what the fuck? Don't you want to watch? Like, don't you want to read babysitters club or something? And I'm like, no, dude, this is, so I've grown up with that. I was obsessed even at a young age with Joseph Campbell. You know, he talks His about the, the myth, the mythology, and legend, and all this stuff. But, and I love anything that has to do with archetypes, but we just don't get into this shit. No one well, even is open to it.
1: And once you see it, like the hero's journey, oh, that whole Campbell that thing, is the best, it's like we're all on a hero's journey. And then you start to be able to see yourself in that, you know, and your experience in that. And it's like we're just living in that you know and so and then you can learn from
0: that ah this is the cyclops ah
1: this is the you know and you that it's It's pretty freaking amazing it's amazing
0: i've always had i told you when we first started working together i've had a reoccurring dream of sitting on this rocky just little beach and it was on like a massive body of water, but it wasn't an ocean. It was more like almost like a, a tribute, like a tributary going out to the ocean. And there was these huge Viking long boats, black. Mm-hmm. And I've had this reoccurring dream my whole entire life. It just keeps coming and coming and coming. And for people out there that have these reoccur- reoccurring dreams, because I think a lot of people do when they just like chalk it up to, oh, it's just this dream that I have. It's not a big mm-hmm. deal. But do you think that reoccurring dreams have deep messages in them that we need to kind of delve into deeper? I think they have deep lessons in them. Mm. There's something that we
1: have to remember or be reminded of or some sort of empowerment that is being offered to us that we have to take. Yes, You know, it's like we have to, it's like the bat flying into me. That bat had something to say to me. Yes. And I was totally terrified of it. And so if that had been a recurring dream, I would have to, like, entertain that, that I had a recurring dream of a black dog,
0: Mm. a
1: huge black dog, like a Great Dane, which I grew up with a Great Dane. So that's unusual because I loved that dog. So there was something about that. And it was like, why does this dream keep coming to me? I'm terrified. I turned down my street and I'm terrified and he's going to rip my throat out And I just it's not that complicated. It's like standing up to something Mm. that you're afraid of or that you don't want to look at or that you're afraid is going to hurt you. It's like finding your own inner power. So finally, in one dream, I was so fed up in the dream. I'm so fed up of this stupid black dog going to rip my throat out. They said, "Go ahead, rip my throat Fight out." Bite me. Yeah, I just uh, lifted my head and opened my throat right to him, and he just totally melted away. Mm. And so, I really think that it's opportunities to um, see where we are faltering slightly in owning our own power. Yes. And kind of taking it back and saying, I'm going to take that, you know, and I'm not going to be
0: afraid Mm -hmm, of you. mm -hmm.
1: And so the
0: Viking ship, when you when we started working together, I started obviously thinking in a very different way about my dreams. And I realized two things. One was the Viking thing was to remind me that you're a fucking warrior. mm -hmm. Don't forget where you came from, because I do I because I worked with Dolores Cannon and uh, before she had passed and did a lot of past life regression. Okay. And one of my past lives, I was a like a Viking war strategist, you know? Yeah. So I'm very like connected to that energy. But one was, it was like, dude, you're a, you're a warrior. Like the, <laughs> this is not your first time at the rodeo. Like you don't have to be afraid of anything. And the second thing was to be more in my feminine energy because I have masculine down pat. Like I'm good. Like I'm a professional masculine energy giver. Yeah. But in this lifetime, it was like a remind. It was reminding me to be like, you don't need to hold that energy. You have to hold more of that goddess archetype where you're just like, how did you flow.
1: and how did you get to that just after the dreams? You, like just I, thinking about it periodically? Yeah, like yeah. and then like it would drop in like, wait yes. a second. You know what? I? That's interesting. Well, because
0: you, you know, everyone that I work with in this realm inspires me right so i'm not just not going to work with you and be like oh that was cute and then just go about my day which a lot of people do right they do the healing work and then they're like oh peace and i'm going to go back to my old shit i'm not like that cuz i've i have learned over the years working with all kinds of different healers and people in our in our world that you actually have to take Yourself and do the work after, right? And you inspired me, and it was because of that dog story. Because I we've talked Mm -hmm. about that dog story before, and I was like, okay, well, this reoccurring dream that I've had about this Viking longboat—it was black and it was bobbing on the water—and I would even say to my mother, "Did you ever take me somewhere where there's like this Viking boat?" My mother's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) No, I don't. What are you talking about? You know?" And I was like, okay, this has to be this, you know. Krista Mm -hmm. told me, and I started just playing with it, and I just kept asking divine intelligence like what does it mean why why did i have this dream my whole life and the two messages for me and i'm very connected to spirit as you know and it was like you already been a warrior you know how to be a warrior but now in this lifetime step away from that and be more in your feminine energy yeah and and that is what's going to actually help you get further than being in the you know, that masculine energy all the time.
1: And did something happen? Like, was that a, like an aha moment? Yes. Or some sort of resonant, like it was like ringing a bell yep. or something.
0: Yep. So the, you know, it's funny because you can't see because you're listening, but Kristen and I are sitting on top of this black snake rug and I bought this rug right after I started working with you mm-hmm. because I had a dream about a black snake that bit me in my dream. Mm. And then I started doing all the research about, like, okay, what does this mean? And then I started tapping into infinite intelligence and being like, what does this mean? And for me, the medicine was, like, you're so strong and powerful. You don't have to come, like, rushing in and be aggressive. You could just, like, mm-hmm. slither around and just do your thing and, and just go with that flow. And the, it, honestly, it's helped me so much more in the last, like, probably year. Because before, I, I mean, I was just always, like, fight or flight, like oh, mm-hmm. someone's trying to fuck with me. I'm gonna I'm gonna get them before they get me, and that's just how I was raised. Yeah, you know, in that energy, and I don't have to be like that anymore.
1: Well, and the things about snakes are they're so regenerative. Yeah, You know, they shed their skin. Yeah, So Death when and something rebirth. is done, it's gone. Yeah, let it and die. Then, yeah. it's.
0: But don't we like to hold on to all the old shit? We do. Just drag it around. Well,
1: because it's comfortable. Oh, yeah. It's known. And, you know, that's where people say, well, what you know, you know, the devil that you know yep. is better than the devil that you don't know. Absolutely, And that, you know, I mean, I think... Once you get your radar up and you start to train in learning how to read the field and be very present, you can tell when the, you know, if I don't believe in that sort of negative kind of personified embodiment type of thing. I've just never encountered it, but. I have encountered negative energy in human form. That's right. And you learn how to get your radar up. You yes. Know, I, I grew up, I would lived in New York City. You get on the subway, man, and you go, whoa, there is some creep standing behind me. And I better move to the other end of the subway right now. And I haven't even looked behind me. I
0: call the subway of New York instant diarrhea. Because for me, when I get like around lo- low vibrational energy, it gets it's... me like in my lower chakras, and I'm just like, I gotta go shit. <laughs> so I can't do the subway in New York, man. Because I'm like, there's I too lived many kookaburras.
1: I know. Crazy. I lived on it for you know ten years or whatever. That's where what you need to protect you your become, energy. That's where you know. That's the lesson. It's like you start to understand your environment. You live in it, and. You can read it. Yes. And that's, that's all it is. It's the same thing that we're talking about here. Yeah. Is you start to open up to this field of energy. And lots of people say, well, that's really scary. I think that, you know, like, what if some negative kind of thing comes in? Well, they're not really. It's not, that's, n- you know? Well,
0: you're actually the one, this is like such a side conversation, but you're actually the one when I started working with you, I was like, hey, dude, I get like bad sleep paralysis and you're like, tell me more. And I, (laughs) you're like, only a sick (laughs) fox are like, yeah. And, you know, you were asking me questions like, when does it happen? And what happens after and blah, 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 blah. And I said to you, it's the scariest thing because it usually happens to me when I do really deep spiritual work with a lot of people. And I always thought like, it's almost like the dark force energy is like pissed at you because you're trying to wake all these people up and it's like, "Oh, we're going to go in there and we're going to throw a little monkey wrench in your fucking wheel, bitch and fix your fix your wagon tonight and scare the shit out of you." Almost like to like make me stop doing my work because I just noticed it would happen during those times and you said, "Okay, well what happens when you're paralyzed?" I said, "Well, this gargoyle looking Fucker goes on my chest and he looks, he turns away from me and like, hey, hey, hey. and I'm like, fuck, I'm paralyzed. Like I can't get out of this. And I'm like, I feel like it's the devil. And you're like, Katie, <laughs> it's not the devil. And I was like, it's not? And then, do you remember what you told me?
1: Yeah, well, we were talking about the idea of protection. Yes. You know, and it's like, well, what if it's a protector? Well, it looks like the freaking devil. It looks like a, it's like this scary gargoyle. And it's like, well, yeah, it's a protector. That's well, what
0: gargoyles put on the churches and stuff to do. To
1: protect, do. for yes. heaven's sakes, they're supposed to look scary. Yes,
0: because if they looked like little marshmallows with wings, no one would be afraid, all the dark forces around wouldn't be afraid of it.
1: Yeah, no. It's and I was like I, thank I just, you
0: for that cuz I really grappled with that for so my whole life yeah. I've had sleep paralysis and it's it's Has It's helped
1: after the I no, haven't had it since like we had a the reframing. conversation. I know it's like well, and it's interesting when something is reframed like that. Yes. Then somebody had said that to me about the like having these as she was kind of awakening in terms of becoming more aware yeah, and spiritual you know, field and mm-hmm. all of that. She said I'm getting these waves of like real sadness incredible yeah. deep sadness and she was associating it with some sort of negative something and I said well maybe it's just nostalgia yeah maybe it's not and that and you can feel really sad like it's like something is going to change yes and you know that you're gonna be leaving that house now that you right. grew up in and you're gonna be going somewhere and so sometimes if you reframe it the next time that you're kind of coming back into your conscious self, And your brain hasn't totally woken up, so that your body can't move. Yes, there's actually a physiological aspect to this paralysis. Because if you acted out your dreams, we would be in
0: big trouble, (laughs) especially mine. So
1: the pons shuts your brain, your your body down. You become paralyzed. So the pons is a part
0: of your brain. Yeah, it's a very
1: ancient part of the brain, Mm -hmm. and it shuts down your body as you dream
0: so you don't enact your dreams in that same state
1: people that have problems with their ponds that have been disrupted because of some sort of brain injury yes. or something it's a it's a serious issue so you're jumping on the bed and yeah. oh yeah it's like really so that's the purpose but then also if you if you reframe it and you think okay i'm coming back into my body my body is still paralyzed and if i am consorting with spirit the spirit realm yes and i i need to be protected right and we all need to be protected and it's not necessarily from evil spirits Mm -hmm. you know it's just protection for us learning how to become empowered and and when we're really disempowered we can be very dangerous to ourselves yes absolutely That's. I think that's the difference. It's
0: awesome. This was like literally the best. I could talk to you for seventy five more <laughs> hours, but we actually have like fun things to do after this. Like <laughs> that's good. Like, like cool things. Yeah. Talk about weird shit and eat some food. Yeah, great. Right. <laughs> so, Krista, if people want to work with you, we're gonna yes. link all of your information in the show notes. So your website, um, how they can contact you, and is there anywhere else on Facebook? They, you have a business page on Facebook, or is it just your personal business?
1: business And what's it called? The Krista Vibe Mediumship. Okay. And uh, I, because I, you know, I'm really starting into all this now. We're trying
0: to get her on the gram. Yeah, I think I might have to do that with you.
1: I, you know, (laughs) it's funny because I, living in the corporate world, you have a job. You go to your job. You figure out it's corporate management. You figure who's not communicating well and what needs to happen and what's getting in the way and how do you make that work well. Okay, that's all very easy. This stuff is much harder. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. Social media and how do you contact people and how to be. so it's a lot. I am learning how to do all of that. And you know what? It's fun. It it's is. It's like it's a whole nother world of talk about opening up
0: fields oh, of yeah. communication. It's Oh, crazy. my God. Suddenly
1: you're. you're... You have the whole world. Anyone in the world
0: could just DM you from anywhere. It's wild. It's so crazy. So I
1: am acclimating all to that, but I do have a website and I'm doing Facebook and I'm going to start Instagram and I'm going to I'm going to have to TikTok. And you're on and
0: and you're on our app. You're on the Ambitious app.
1: Ambitious app, and so
0: and we're going to be doing more stuff for Ambitious Academy, which is going to be so freaking awesome. We're going to be doing the lightning dream work with Ambitious (laughs) Academy. You're going to be on educating more about all the things that you do. And um, guys, if you're really looking to do this kind of work with Krista, it's already changed my life it's changed the life of lives of all the girls that are in bitches academy they are obsessed with your education by the way they talk about it all the freaking time and i'm telling you if you're ready to go to the next level and you're ready to really step into this other field of reality that does exist because we just talked about it for the last fucking hour Reach out to Krista. You will not regret it. And it is going to be one of the best experiences of your life. Krista, thank you so much for doing this. This was awesome. You're
1: welcome. Katie, thank you so much for having
0: me. The girls are going to love this. All right, guys, in the meantime, don't forget to stay ambitious.